let's get you back to On the Map. Here's Dave Plyer. All right, On the Map tonight is Cape Cod. Cape Cod is a charming coastal New England destination that offers a perfect blend of iconic landscapes, historic charm, and stunning beaches. Now, I lived on the East Coast for a while, and for summer, there's no place I'd rather be. Now, to explore the Cape throughout the rest of the summer is Paul Nizwicki. He's the CEO of the Cape Cod Chamber and CapeCodChamber.org. Paul, welcome in to On the Map. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Happy to be here. You know, with its colorful clam shacks, the shingle-style cottages, and serene beaches, it is very easy to see why Cape Cod, or simply the Cape to locals, is a top summer retreat, right? Uh, From my perspective, it is easy to see. We see it every day. You know, life moves at a slower pace on the Cape, and that's what I love about it. Like, I just feel like, you know, that's the place I can completely decompress, chill, and explore one day at a time every day I was there. And you live there, so this has just got to be a joy to have this job every single day. This is a this is a great job to have. It certainly is. You know, the Cape is this is a fragile peninsula that sticks out into the Atlantic Ocean, ten miles wide at its widest point, and really connected to the mainland by two bridges: the Sagamore Bridge and the Bourne Bridge. And you really do get a sense when you're crossing over one of the bridges coming to the Cape that you're leaving your worries behind, and, and uh, life's starting to slow down uh, for you, and you're about to have fun with family and friends. I know. I feel like just literally taking my phone and chucking it out the window. <laughs> when I get in there, right? I mean, because no, that's the vibe there. That's the vibe of everybody that's there. And there's one reason to be there, and it's just to relax and enjoy that beautiful shoreline. Absolutely. I mean, we've got some of the best beaches in the world Coast Guard Beach uh, and East Ham ranks in the top 10 consistently. We've got great golf courses. Uh, I just came off the Blue Rock Golf Course uh, at an event this morning. And just a lot for people to do. I mean, Cape Cod is not um, necessarily, it's not a stereotypical resort community. We're more of a second homeowner community. 37% of the housing stock on the Cape are second homes. Uh, so this, a lot of people that don't live here year-round are vested in this community. And this is the place uh, where they spend summers with friends and family and make memories. Yeah, let's talk about those beaches. You literally have 559 miles of shoreline there. The beaches are just breathtaking. The beaches are, and there's a lot of variety in the beaches, too. Uh, certainly the Cape Cod Bay gives you a certain sense. Um, the tides tend to go out further there. So a lot of the kids like to play in those tidal flats uh, and tide pools that open up when uh, during low tide. The Atlantic coast is, is more of a rugged sort of experience um, with a quick drop-off and beach bluffs. And then uh, Nantucket Sound also has its own sort of character associated with it with these big, sweeping crescent beaches and uh Water that gets pretty warm in the summer. Yeah, no question. What would you say are the top three beach destinations on the Cape? You know, the National Seashore is a big draw uh, in general. But, you know, Coast Guard Beach, uh, Nasa Beach, Craigville Beach and Barnstable, Sandy Neck Beach, uh, you know, are all beaches. And I'm sure that uh, if anyone here hears this interview, I'm going to get a lot of calls about beaches I did not mention. (laughs) Okay. That's right. We got some time to chat about him. That's all right. You know, you talked about the seashore effort. It was, you know, a little history here. It was led by President John F. Kennedy. It's a national park, and those efforts protect the Cape's fragile coastal ecosystem. It tells a story of human existence on this sandy land. It protects and interprets really 40 miles of coast and 44,000-plus acres of land. It does. Uh, you know, it's a sort of lasting legacy of President Kennedy. Uh, who was born and raised and spent summers in Hyannisport here on the Cape. So it was important to him. 
He created a national park on the Outer Cape, um, and it really is still the number one tourist destination. And as you've mentioned, it protects a lot of the history of Cape Cod. There are some great walking trails through uh, Cedar Forest there and some of the best beaches in the world. And it's um, one of the first national park models that allows um, individual home ownership within it. Uh, there's some Bauhaus architecture out there that's incredibly important history for us to protect. So it is a, a magnificent place, and we will be forever indebted uh, to President Kennedy for making it a national park. No question. No question. Now, I was looking just at some basic lists online of, like, what are the best places to watch July 4th fireworks? And, you know, went through the list, and, of course, Washington, D.C. is on the list, and Philadelphia, and Chicago, and so forth. But one of the top-ranked ones is Cape Cod. I mean, one of the best places in the country. So what is happening over the next week to celebrate America? There's got to be a lot happening on the Cape. There's a lot happening. And, you know, the rest of the world tends to look at Cape Cod as one place. Uh, but when you get here, there are really 15 distinct uh, municipalities, communities here, and they all have fireworks and Fourth of July traditions. And so those people that are visiting are going to get a different flavor of that celebration, depending on what town they're in. Uh, but there are so many tremendous spots to watch fireworks on the Fourth of July, uh, most of which happen uh, over the water. Um, and there are actually a couple of high points on the Cape, Sandy Neck Beach being one of them where uh, if you're at Sandy Neck on 4th of July, you can actually see fireworks from all around the Cape um, at the same time. So it's it's quite a celebration. It's a real event. Wow, that's awesome. Parades, of course, in in every community as well. I mean, this is just, it's really, if you haven't picked a place to go, you want to take a road trip so you can still find a flight. I mean, it's a great destination, especially for July 4th. I mean, summer's where it's at on the Cape. Summer is where it's at on the Cape, and July 4th uh, is really that major kickoff for us of, of the summer. I mean, it's, the season starts on Memorial Day, but on the 4th of July, any any given 4th of July, we can have as many as a million people on Cape Cod, and uh, this is a place that normally has a year-round population of about 240,000. Wow. Wow. Good to know. Cape Cod has been named as one of the top 10 spots in the world for whale watching, water activities, including paddle boarding, kayaking, fishing, windsurfing. The region is also ranked among the top 10 most popular destinations for for beaches, but also golf, as you just mentioned uh, today. So talk about some of those activities that you can do all around the Cape. Well, uh, you know, I think part of it has to, you know, these 15 towns that we have have uh, unique qualities to, to each of them. Um, and the three different bodies of water that's around the Cape also do. So some of what you mentioned, uh, you know, the prevailing southwesterly winds really come through Nantucket Sound. So um, anything wind-related, kite surfing, uh, is really sort of popular down there. The uh, boogie boarding is, is uh, popular in Cape Cod Bay. Uh, and just sort of exploring sea life in Cape Cod Bay when, when uh, the tides roll back. And then surfing uh, is a big part of the Outer Cape culture um on the on the atlantic coast so depending where you are um there are are different ways to to interact with the ocean whale watching uh, is a big business down here and uh we have a lot of people that come um because they're interested in great white sharks so shark tourism is a big component of, of the cape too golf is a huge destination out there some of the most beautiful golf courses in the world talk a little bit about that yeah, every every town has a golf course that is uh, of note, and many of the towns actually own golf courses, uh, municipal golf courses too. Uh, some towns own more than one, uh, so it's an important part of the culture here. It's a uh, it's a great place to have a golf course. Um, 
and there's a lot of variety in those golf experiences um, from um, reasonably uh, priced golf outings to, to more expensive uh, and exclusive places to play. Uh, and there really are, um, there aren't quite as many golf courses as there are beaches, but it's close. You know, let's move on a little bit to arts and culture from Historic Sandwich to the Artist Colony in Provincetown. Every town and village on Cape Cod has artist studios, live music, galleries, cultural venues to enjoy, and plenty of museums, too. Yeah, we have a lot of, uh, of uh, museums across the Cape. And really sort of driving Route 6A, which is on the north part uh, of the Cape, um, and really is originally known as the Old Kings Highway, uh, is a, a historic district that runs the entire length of the Cape. So whether you're looking for museums that celebrate um, parts of that history or antique shops, um, all of that um, is contained on that one one strip of, of roadway there. But arts and culture is huge. We've got a number of different performing arts centers on the Cape. And uh, Provincetown, as you mentioned, um, is really sort of uh, at its core a fishing village and then uh, an artist community, um, which involves... Uh, some of the what they call dune shacks, which are in Provincetown, part of the National mm-hmm. Seashore. Mm-hmm. But these are, are shacks that were built uh, in the 19th century. And uh, the lore would, would, would uh, suggest that they were made from wood that was recaptured from shipwrecks. Wow. And originally put up there as part of the Coast Guard life-saving efforts on the Atlantic coast so that if a ship did run into problems and sailors made it to shore, that they would have a place. Yeah. Um, to convene. And they're available uh, by a lottery system uh, for artists right now. And so we've had uh, Henry James and a number of other artists uh, that have uh, visited those dune shacks and have worked on some incredible, incredible literary works as well as wow. uh, paint, painting. Yeah, as I said, it's very cool. Very, very cool. Um, and, and of course, there's some very unique museums on the on, on the Cape as well. Very unique museums. Um from uh, firefighting museums to museums of natural history that include nature walks uh, really out into the marsh um, uh, to museums that uh, celebrate the African-American and Cape Verdean contributions to uh, longstanding contributions to the Cape Cod community. I'll be honest. All I want to do when I'm there is sit on the beach, enjoy some cocktails and some fresh seafood. It's all I need. It's all I need to have some peace there. <laughs> we are talking to Paul Dinswicki. He's the CEO of Cape Cod Chamber and CapeCodChamber.org. And we're talking great places to stay, dining, and more after the news next on 720 WGN. Let's get you back to On the Map. Here's Dave Plyer. Tonight we have Cape Cod on the Map. Uh, Paul, Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard, and Nantucket have a wide range of lodging options to suit every taste and budget. In addition to private home, cottage rentals, there are many accommodations to choose from. I mean, bed and breakfast, resorts, old sea captains' homes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we have uh, over 16,000 short-term rentals uh, on the Cape in all 15 communities. and. Over 250 uh, hotels, motels, and uh, B&Bs. So there really is an accommodations experience uh, for just about everyone. If you want that small, quaint little B&B, it's there. If you want a five-star resort like the Chatham Bars Inn, um, the Waquasset Inn, uh, Ocean Edge in, in Brewster, they're there too, and everything in between. I was going to say, what do you think is most popular to stay? Is it is it really just going on Airbnb and finding something? Are they more at the resorts when they come out there? Uh, you know, tell me what's like the most popular places to stay. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of people uh, like the short-term rentals on the Cape because they can have families, and it's family in a home. It's that same type of experience, and they get to feel like they're part of the Cape Cod community. There's a lot of nostalgia that's involved in that, too. But the five-star resorts that that we have um, are also very popular. Um, Chatham Bars Inn, I think it was three years ago at a, at a really big wedding, um, probably a $13 million wedding or so. Uh, just to give you, wow. and Bruno Mars was one of the acts of course. Uh, at the wedding. <laughs> well, if you're spending fifteen so, million, might as well go for Bruno yeah. Mars. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it, but everything in between. The, the Cape is a very popular wedding destination. And like I said, you know, people come uh, to the Cape generally to spend time with people that they care about, and make memories. And a lot of the the people that come here and stay here, visit us in the summer and even off season, um, are coming back to because this is a place. Uh, that they that's important to them because of memories that they made here. Oh, it's beautiful in the fall, too. I've been there, and the, the leaves changing and so forth. It's just gorgeous out there. Um, you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, obviously Martha's Vineyard's there, but there's plenty of craft breweries and award-winning wineries to tour and enjoy on the Cape. Yeah, no, we have, have uh, wineries, vineyards out uh, on the on the Outer Cape in Truro. We have Cape Cod Beer um, that's located in Barnstable, uh, Devil's Purse in, in Dennis, Barnstable Brewing in the town of Barnstable. So we have, uh, you know, breweries and uh, vineyards, wineries are, are part of the Cape Cod experience. They're, they're a growing part, too, certainly. Something for the foodies. I mean, you know, there's plenty t- of dining experiences there. I know Cousins Maine Lobster, locally owned, family owned. I, they might have been on Shark Tank at some point, but that is a great destination. But there's plenty of places to eat on uh, on the Cape. There are. And again, you know, there's a wide variety of offerings on the Cape. Um, Highest Main Street, for example, has over 30 restaurants just on one Main Street. Um, And so there's a a variety of options there in the downtown area. Um, The Outer Cape, I mean, some of the best seafood in the world uh, is here and it's local and uh, it's made to serve. Um, You know, and you can't you can't beat uh, fried clams on the beach. No. From my perspective. No, not at all. But so many of them have a, a tremendous view. You know, like Fisherman's uh, View, uh, obviously, is one of those places that, you, you know, just sitting outside on a warm summer night and having a cocktail and some fresh seafood. You know, what are some of the other uh, very popular places on the Cape? Yeah, Fisherman's View in Sandwich is great because it sits right on the canal. So you, you really do get to see the boat traffic that moves through the canal, which is interesting. There are a lot of other uh, opportunities in, in Hyannis. There's Baxter's, which is sort of a, a traditional and well-known place that sits right on the Hyannis Harbor, where boats can pull directly up to the restaurant. Um, so that certainly experience is an experience. The Atlantic House in Dennis has sweeping views of Nantucket Sound. Um, Chatham Bar's Inn is right on uh, the Atlantic Coast, right on the elbow uh, in Chatham. Um, all the way up to sort of the lobster pot in uh, Provincetown, which is a great place uh, to sit, uh, have a cup of chowder, and uh, it's it's right on the beach. So there are lots of uh, restaurants in almost every town that will provide you sort of a direct view of the reason people come here, which is primarily the water. Let me ask you this. What does the CEO of Cape the Cape Cobb Chamber like to do? If he was going to do a weekend staycation at home, what is the perfect weekend on the Cape for you? <laughs> you know, uh, Father's Day weekend to me is a great weekend yeah. because it's it's people spending time uh, with their kids, with their fathers. And so there are great events that happen on Father's Day. 
Uh, one is the Father's Day car show. There's a vintage car show oh. where they close Main Street in Hyannis, and uh, they put uh, all the cars are there for people to walk around with their dads, and that's a that's a great experience. So any opportunity, every opportunity, every year. Uh, I have to do that. I, that's what I like to do. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, CapeCodChamber.org has all of what we discussed online, including the best ways to travel there. There's a variety of ways to get to the Cape, right? There are a variety of ways. You can get here um, by automobile. Um, you can fly into Logan Airport. You can fly into Providence. You can fly directly into Hyannis. Provincetown has an airport. Uh, and both of the islands have airports, too, so it's a, it's a, you can get here by air. And then there are a number of ferry services. There's a ferry service that runs between Boston and Provincetown. That's a very popular way if you're visiting, uh, you know, the big city in Boston and you want to have that Cape Cod experience. Uh, there are also ferries to and from uh, both of the islands. So there are a number of ways to get here. You can even take a train from Boston uh, down uh, into Hyannis. It's called the Cape Flyer. Very cool. So almost every way imaginable to get here. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. I love the Cape. Paul, thanks for putting Cape Cod on the map with us. And happy Independence Day to you and your family. Happy Independence Day to you too, Dave. Thank you. All right, your Chicagoland Weekender and NASCAR Chicago after a look at your roads.